Uh, we have a fun episode of UFC Unfiltered. I always say that, and I hope you think it's fun. Uh, myself and Matt josh around, and we talk about our picks, and James Vick calls in. Stick around for the picks. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. I like to sing along with the music. Nothing makes me happier than when I'm starting UFC Unfiltered. Yep. And I see Matt Sarah cleaning up a scalding beverage. Yep. That happened. I do it as like part of a bit now. It works like, well. Oh, look at Matt so goofy and zany and, and clumsy. Yeah. I do it as part as like to make everybody, oh, that Matt's such a wild guy. There's approximately four gallons There's of coffee <laughs> on the table. <laughs> well, listen, it's filled up to the fucking rim. I'm trying to, you know, I got fat fingers and I, I hit my, <laughs> I don't know what happened. All I know is. You spilled something and I it brought me joy. I spilled something and I got a big sigh and and you got you get happy you know who gets not no who's not too happy when that happens producer. Like, a, like, a, like a big like a baby he gets i mean i might be the baby who makes that maybe he's cleaning up after a big baby <laughs> oh there he is okay buddy i'm sorry i didn't want to ruin the start of the show what's for you. better than watching someone spill something he, he made a face too of like oh, i know it's such I a great thing to and then watch. he goes what happened <laughs> like you know and i get two different reactions i get I get a, a disappointment reaction from Chris, the producer, and, and Jimmy gets so happy when I spill things. Great joy. Just so you know, we have James Vick calling in today. I'm not sure what time, but uh, we're going to review the fights and uh, talk oh. about a little news. I saw Matt this weekend. I did Long yes. Island. Had a great show at the Paramount in Long Island. And um, by the way, I'm going to be at the Aztec in San Antonio, February the 23rd, if you're interested in seeing my shit. I almost said shenanigans, and I like, try to sound cool. But I'm on stage... And a lot of unfiltered fans here. My phone yes, rings. It's me. And I see that it's Matt Sarah calling. Oh. So I pick it up and I immediately tell him on speaker, you're talking to the whole audience. He goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then a thousand people screamed for Matt. Yeah. And so he invited me over to watch the fight. Oh, that's great. I tell you, I got hit up by, I, I must have a lot of my friends that are fans of yours, Jimmy. Because I got hit up a lot through Facebook or whatever. Oh. And, and even like some of my uh, my wife's like dance mom friends, like their husbands or whatever were at your show. Oh, my. And they got so excited that I was actually part of the show. No, I wasn't really part of the show. <laughs> well, I just mentioned you, you and I You did mention it. me. But, but no, but you did. But when you did do that thing, on the, they got so excited about that. Yeah. Jimmy, now it's weird. Like, you're a big shot. No, you were. Uh, you called, and it was, a, it was a good crowd. And uh... <laughs> My one student, Joe, he was like one of my brown belts. He goes, oh, man, that's great. Did you guys plan that? And I go, nah, dude. You really didn't. It must have came across okay. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> I wound up, me and uh, my, Kelsey, who's a comedian, Kelsey Cook works with me. Um, she's, she's a good comic. and uh, Nice girl. I, yeah, yeah, she's really nice. I had driven her in from the city. She's back in LA now, but I'm like, you want to come? And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I want to watch the fights. So we went over to Matt's and it was his daughter's birthday. So it was a packed house of screaming kids, oh, fans, yeah. and, and, uh, and f- treats. And you the Sarahs have good treats. Oh no, we we listen. You now you see why you're looking at what you're looking at, dude. <laughs> I had two slices of pizza, a piece of cake, and half a cannoli. It was fun, right? Fuck. Wasn't it fun, Jimmy? The wine was flowing like like wine. I didn't have any and wine. We, the wine, wine was flowing like wine. Is I didn't know what else to think of. That's what right. I was going to say. The wine's flowing like beer. Wine was, was flowing like urine. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we're not talking about one of your parties. My no, parties. Uh, we have such a good time. And I Pete mean, Dragosel was there. Pete Drago. You and Pete Drago were bonding. We're I don't chatting. Know. He's a nice guy. Wait, hold on. What, He's so a what, big kid. Do you know what he said to you? Yeah, we covered <laughs> the fights. Let me ask you. What weight did he... Is he a welterweight? All I know is... Welterweight Drago, No, no, he was a welterweight. But all I know is Drago was, you know, talking his ear off, laughing, and Jimmy shaking his head, smiling. Like, yeah. Jimmy, I don't know. Did he understand him? Did he not? We'll I never, did, yeah, yeah, We'll no. never know. I got He's a good fight. actor. His fight but analysis. Drago's a good guy. And he had his little baby Jack did. No, it's a family affair. This kid's cute, yeah. This so kid's my, really cute. What do you think my brother-in-law Edwin, little guy? Oh, Edwin's a big dude. Is he fighter now? <laughs> yeah, he fights. Is he yeah. black? What's he, Edwin's jiu-jitsu? smart, yeah. No, uh, he's training with me jiu-jitsu. He used to wrestle. He's cutting weight to get to 265 right now. He's fighting the Ring Combat mate, March 3rd. So oh, he's fight enough. fights. He's not oh, no, he <laughs> fights. Oh, he's a bouncer, too. And he, he's a, you know, he works for the town. He's a garbage man. But uh, okay, yeah, so he can yeah. handle himself. Yeah, yeah, he can handle himself. Uncle, He's a big guy, Uncle Edwin. To my yeah, kids. Uncle Edwin's a very, very yeah. big dude. 
He's like, I like your comedy. He's telling Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, thank you. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy stood closer to me. He didn't know what was going to happen. I had no idea. <laughs> he was on his phone playing a game. So it was fun. It was a fun time. The cake was, yeah. my favorite part was the cake. And well, the pizza. Yeah, we had, what about, no, my favorite part. What was my favorite part of the whole night? I'm going to say Tyson, uh, oh! Pedro's. What you, wait, wait, what was it? Oh, damn right it was. You thought. Did that you see that Kimura? I've seen it many Tyson times. Pedro? And I think you thought it was a little too rough. He should have been. Matt said he should have been a little more ginger. Uh, well, I don't yeah. like when Jimmy goes, ah, premature stoppage. I go, I don't know, Jimmy. I didn't say that. I know you didn't. Oh. Listen, that guy's on. I say premature for other things when <laughs> yeah. I'm apologizing. And then you're, yeah, you're wiping apologize. off a girl's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean a shoes, Jimmy? Well, sometimes a handshake will do it. Jimmy, come on. <laughs> But uh, that was the most. I mean, are we getting? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna get into yeah. the fights? I mean, we're yeah, we're right. right now. I mean, Let's it's, do it's it. the uh, UFC unfiltered. We should talk about some UFC fights. Absolutely, and we have news after we talk uh, to James Vick, probably. But let's oh, we'll do the results. Did you yeah. see my? I, I know I had some wine in me, by the way, about the party. Did you see my round off? Did you see my cartwheels and shit? I was doing. I did at the end. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Were I'm you not, impressed? I was surprised. All right. No, my kids. You know, they have, they're all doing their little round offs. A lot of dads can't do that. Especially, ch- you know, five, six chubby dads. But I, hey, listen, you know who Mary Lou Retton is? I do. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm like a little Mary Lou Retton out there. You sure are. Yeah. Well, you used to do it in the cage. You'd win and do a little All flip. Right. Yeah. All right. Enough of my little. Well, I'm done bragging. Well, I want to ask you, too, while we go over these fights, that <laughs> yeah, Tyson Jimmy. Pedro Kamor was brutal. Oh, uh, he, he, Savarek uh, Savarov. Right. What uh, who, you know, who had uh, Tyson Pedro? I think we all did. So we all had Tyson Pedro. Jim, you had Tyson by second round KO. So you get the one point for having the correct uh, win. I Matt, believe I said by Kimura, second round, yes? No, you had him by decision. All right. Uh, and then I had Tyson Pedro first round knockout, so I get the two points because it was the first round. So it's 2-1-1? One, one. Yeah. Well, but let's talk about that fight correct. for a second, Great man. Fight. I mean, it was... It, I mean, he did not accept... Tyson Pedro did not accept being held down at all. You know? That one fight that he lost... Decision. But he was getting out hustled by takedowns. Is that correct? Or am I? Am I, am I think uh, I'm correct with that. I, yeah. I, I mean, no. I think, am I off? Did, did no. He... I think you're right. Being pushed up against the cage and yeah. kind of it was an experience. Who was that too? Difference. Uh, I'm pulling it up here. It was Ilir Latifi. Okay. And it was a decision loss. Ilir Latifi just announced a fight. I think. Uh, He's I think fighting so, on. Right. Uh, is he fighting next week? Let me see. Mm. I don't know. Doesn't say. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's re- he's gonna fight um, Ovin St. Peru. Oh, oh it's Peru. Right, right, yes. Okay. Yeah. I not last. I did see that. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a he. He really that was a brutal Kimura. You know what? I did mean, you like it? You and you saw where it was going. I'm like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna break. This. I mean, this is no way. I mean, he better. The and, it was, and the ref did jump in, but you could be stubborn. Like guys can get caught in arm locks and maybe get their arm popped a little bit. The capsules in their elbow to hyperextend, and next ah, they'll still get out, and they'll be icing that thing. They might not, they might not be working that great for a while, but they could some, a lot of times get through it. Uh, Have you ever had one you got out of like that? I've got out of arm lock. I used to be really, really difficult to arm lock. And again, what my calipers uh, too. Kimura, yeah, Kamora is. I don't. I wouldn't let them get them. When you get it behind your back, you're gonna be screwed. So I, w- I would really keep my elbows back. And there's certain guys rolling with. I would not let them get a grip my arm. Because you could lose that arm, but any, but when he had that, uh, I'm sorry, who was he fighting? Where's my thing? A Saberbeck Safarov. Safarov, that's right. Yeah, um, tough, gritty guy. He did not want to accept it. I believe he rolled over once. Did he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I have it on my phone. I should watch it again. I was like so hyper. I was watching the replay. I showed that to you, Jim. Yeah. You got there during it. I got there just during that. Yeah. And uh, but if you keep that behind the the arm behind the back, and you're looking to touch the head. As long as you don't abandon it in the, because uh, sometimes when a guy goes to get on top of you, you can get freaked out and let go of that Kimura and try to keep the position. But if you keep it touching the back of the head, that arm will break or he'll have to roll with it and you get on top and settle on top and finish, much like Tyson did, much like Frank Mir did right. versus Minotauro, which, which still probably holds the most brutal because you've seen it just come out. Yeah. But there's a very good chance that, uh, uh, s- s- uh, 
Sabarov. Sabarov is yeah. is <laughs> going to be using his right Sabarov. hand for a while. Didn't he roll him over his own body? Like, didn't he rip him over his own body? If I remember correctly, that was a, it was a really rough move. Uh, yeah, well, I think Sabarov was trying to yeah. roll away from him because he had the cage. So he used the, you, yeah, we can pull it on right yeah. now. That way, you yeah. just refresh everybody's memory. I like a good memory refresh, right, Jimmy? I do. Me too. I'm shut, Jimmy. I lost my damn keys, and I have no idea. You'll find him. <laughs> I don't think so, Jimmy. I mean, I leave them right where I leave them. And they were gone. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm not blaming my wife, but you know, she cleans a lot of shit up. I think it might have Don't blame your wife, even though it's her fault. It might be her fault. It's Jimmy. not your fault. I mean, I don't, Jimmy, I knew where I left them, you know? And uh, they're gone. That's what happens with me, dude. Thank God I'm not a cop or anything. I'd lose my gun. That's right. That would be bad. What, why don't people use... It seems like this Kimura, the Kimura is... A perfect defensive move, even if you're not using it to get the finish like Tyson Pedro did. Yeah. It seems like this you is something go, you know. You should people should look up uh, a gentleman named Sakuraba who yeah, used yeah. it. I mean, he would use the Kimura beautifully. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, there's other ways to take away single legs and and, and whatnot. I love the Kimura um, for many reasons. Is it your favorite move? No, nah, I mean it's hard to say a favorite move, but I'll say right now it is. That's. I mean, back in the day, I used to be a rear naked choke guy. I right. used to be a, a high elbow up guillotine guy. But now, I want to say I'm a huge Kimura guy. You put me on my back, I'm looking to get under hooks and even put you in half guard. I yeah. get out a lot. You know, your game goes through phases. It adapts to your body. But I love the damn Kimura. So there he is, up against the cage. Okay. It happens in a couple now, of, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of near the finish. But Now, what mistake does uh, Saparov, uh, Safarov make here? Well... Because right now, uh, he's got his well, back right in now, the cage. Stop his, like he's, he's got his you know waist. He's trying to pull him onto his back. Like, he, like right now, you see how he's already up to one knee. Yeah. And he's up to both feet right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a strong While guy. he had him on the floor, a, a, a great tactic is to triangle one of the legs. Okay? Uh, that way, when he's trying to get up, he will expose his back. And he can't just get his legs underneath him. Because you're triangling a leg. You're sitting on a leg. Sometimes that could stall the action a little bit. But you're keeping the guy down to control right. him. You know? So if yeah. your head is to the left, you're triangling the opposite leg. So now they're still standing. We're just zipping through it. Yeah, we're at yeah. two minutes. Yeah, go now. ahead. Let's get right and to Pedro. Uh, yeah, we'll just Pedro then, knocks him down. I'm not sure, I don't remember how he I goes down. A knee to the face. Yeah, the guy has a good chin, though. I mean, he took a knee to the face pretty well. Yeah. Um, then he, uh, Pedro Soft swings roll. over. He ducks under. He goes for shoots for a takedown. But now he's just got his head in his chest. See. It's now awkward. it's difficult to get Kimura on the. So he, it's gonna hard. It's hard to get Kimura the same side as the head. Is he trying to figure you in there? So now, what's that? He looks like he's going for a guillotine there. Yeah, but uh, I, is it, it a half-hearted one? Well, it's hard to do because his right because uh, Safarov's right shoulder was to his body, so he really couldn't connect his hands. All right, Safarov you know? now as he gets up was was landing some shots on him. See, but now he just now he's it. going for it right there. Yeah. Safarov's grabbing around his waist, almost like trying to pull him onto now, his back. Now let me see. Now, so when he's going for it, now's the problem. Stop it! Right? Could, could you stop it? For oh a second? my god! This is what happened. Could you rewind that for yeah, a second? Because this now look when um, Tyson. What happened? Go on now. That's what it does when it pauses. Go back okay. a little bit. Now you can press play. Okay. Amy, he's going for the when he goes for the Kimura, he's not going to get it. But Safarov screws himself because he had his head on the on the correct side where Tyson wasn't going to be able to do this. He wasn't going to be able to get that Kimura. He brought his head to the outside of um of Tyson. Rewind it again. Yeah. He had him up against the cage. Safarov had him up against the cage. Right now, his head's to the left. So why can't he Kimura there? Why? So because that's the, well, that's the See this? Yeah, but... Uh, will you bring it back why, one more Why time? can't he Kimura with his head there? Because because the head will will work as... um and uh, It will work as like a wedge where he can't bring it behind his back correctly and he will just get top position. Go back a little bit. He first. can't bring it behind his back when the head is in there. But he moved his, his head, head out of the way. Yeah. See how his head's there? He Now, he Boom. can bring it behind his back. If his head was uh, on the inside. He's not bringing it up behind his back. So to try to get... Oh, God. Now it should be stopped there. Now it's done. No, he I mean, well, he, and uh, then he put the leg over the head. Well, that was awful. Because he knew he couldn't get out, but I don't think he realized how close he was to getting that shoulder ripped off. So, I mean, yeah. So he, Tyson wasn't going to get it. Uh, Safarov wanted that takedown, so he went to bring his head to the opposite side. And that's side. why he was grabbing around his waist to, yes. to, to try to put him on his back. 100%. So, like, in other words, like, say, see where his, when, when my head, where Safarov's head was, that arm is a short arm. Like, he wants to go for that arm. He can't get it because the head's there. It's short. The other arm's longer. So when he brings his head to arm, say, say um, Safarov faces the other way, or in this case, he brought his head to the, other, to the outside. Now this is the long arm. 
and there's nothing stopping right. this from getting behind the back. When he wants to try to get the short arm with the same side as that where the head is placed behind the back, look where the head is. So how are you getting that behind the back? Right. So when the person that's right. when the person that's Does going that to be sense? when the person that's going to be put into the kimura puts his head on the opposite side of the arm the aggressor is yeah. going for it, it becomes kimuraable. Kimuraable. Yeah. Trying to exp- I don't know if the, the people at home know what the hell I'm talking about. No, that makes sense. I hope watch. So. I thought it was a great kimura. Well, watch, I mean, that's a pretty the, good the, example. Oh man. Well, yeah. if they watched how that ended. They'll right. see exactly both what Tyson did right, but it's really what Safarov did incorrectly because right. he had the wrist. So he, he was looking, he was thinking Kimura, but he can't get it when his head's there. Right. When he went to, when he, and look how quick he took it when his head went to the wrong side. Right. Oh. See, but that's what I'm Ooh. saying though too. It's like when guys are getting pushed up against the cage, you should be looking for that wrist all the time. It's a, if it's, it's a, if you get if you get it behind. Well, again, Safarov that he, he went he'll, to the wrong side. He yeah. went to that wrong side. Right. You know. So uh, hey, that was a brutal lesson. So who picked what with that fight? Um, well, we, so we said we all had Tyson Pedro. Yes. Uh, you guys had, you got one point each for that. And okay. I got two because I had the first round. All right. All right. All right. Well, all right. Let's, let's go. Let's go through some fights now. Oh, shit. I almost. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this he up. He no. did it again. And, <laughs> it's, oh, and he sat. It's all over his dick. Oh, my God. I couldn't be happier. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> This is so great. Matt Sarah just spilled oh, coffee. It's Jimmy. all over his dick and his balls. And then I spilled the soda. Um, so, and soda. And I almost spilled it and I caught it. And then this I is a two it. beverage oh, spill. Me. Look at that. Oh, Don't put this anywhere, Jimmy. Even Instagram though we're still live. On, and we're still on air, too. Here's the thank you. Chris, the producer. I'm a <laughs> Come on, guys. Are you Matt, you're Matt Sarah on... Uh... Matt Sarah BJJ. <laughs> Fuck me. <sighs> oh, hey, guy. Oh, we're still on air. Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. Oh, that was bad, Jimmy. I'm so what's the matter with me, Jimmy? You know uh, what? You're an eager boy. You're uh, a good man. You know, what, you know what's wrong with me? Many things, but one of the things is that I did not train this morning my jujitsu. Why? Uh, I was a little off, man. I don't know. I told you my kid was sick, and, you know, so that, that threw me off. She wanted me to stay home. Thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, listen, I'm here now, Jimmy. Yes. And I'm with you. And I'm so happy you were at my house the other day. I this love this. It's so a cool. lovely home. It says daughters are lovely. His wife is lovely. They're nice family. Isn't my wife nice? Oh, that's nice cool. person. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she raises my stock. They're very so, lovely people. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jimmy. And Jimmy's, like, comfortable now. It's like, not even, right. before I felt like I had to, like, walk around with him. Like, yeah, I don't know, because I don't want him to be uncomfortable. I'm okay. You know? Did you so show now, him the, did my you show God, I should have, but I did, did not. That was a crazy house. It was a crazy house, though. No, yeah. we listen. Nobody left till. That's why I know people have a good time because nobody leaves till like one in the morning after the fights, whatever they were over. Yeah, it's nice. We had a good time, and some people left before Jimmy got there. But you know, it was a kids' party. Now I got to say this too. <laughs> uh, uh, What's that, Jimmy? Uh, Lee Ji Jilong. Uh, hey, let me yeah, let me yeah, tell. Yeah, let's yeah, talk G-Long, about this yeah. fight. G-Long. I felt it. Jake As Matthews. one underdog to the other, I felt it. I picked I Long. I it. I picked Li Jilong. Me too. How do you say his name? I know who the uh, fuck it's I Li picked. Li Jinglong. Jinglong, right. Yeah. yeah, well, let me tell you something. Um, I, I had faith in Jake Matthews. Yeah, you did. You had him my second um, round knockout. People, you look, and people were looking at me. Not really people, it's you guys. What are you, crazy? Look at the record. Look at the, look at Jinglong's. Li Jinglong. Li Jinglong. Li Yeah, the J is silent. Um, it's a hard name to say. <laughs> Look at his record. Look, he's on a, he's on a, on a streak. And I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What did I say that Jake Matthews was going to say when he walked out there? Do you remember? Something to the effect of, I don't care about that. No, nah, I don't think, don't, don't ad lib. Okay. Please. <laughs> I said, not up in here is what I said. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh-huh. And uh, I was happy. I was nuts with that fight. Jimmy could attest to that. I was, I was kind of loud. Matt, yeah, I get a little loud. That's why I have Jake to watch it up, up. at my house because I get a little loud. I don't want to be obnoxious at somebody else's house. Well, what did we think about the eye gouge in that? Which Holy shit, man. Crazy. You never see that. I mean, not for nothing. That guy should have been disqualified. How about that? Yeah. I don't know. And at least take the position away. <laughs> I mean, dude, yet. I mean, that shows how tight that choke was. Yeah. A lot of times when the head looks like it's about to come out of a guillotine choke, like, Jimmy, let's say if I have you in a guillotine and you start to see your head popping out. Yes. People are like, oh, he's getting out. Sometimes that's when that's usually when it goes on the tightest. When it's a, It looks like, oh, it's almost out, but he, oh, man, he's sleeping. 
So it that was tight. Yeah. It might have made the difference. Did, he, did anybody take a point away for that? No. No, there was nothing no happened for that, which there is was no. Crazy. How about somebody? Some of the judging was weird. How about thirty twenty six on a couple of them? I thought was weird. Well, I, you know what's not weird? Well, that's up to the ref. At I'm, that gl- point I'm glad that I'm point. getting his name wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm upset with that guy. He should not. Oh, that eye gouge. Yeah, how that, dare that was a thirty twenty six. He lost. How about Jake Matthews bites you next time? How about that? I don't know. I'm, I don't. You don't do that, Jimmy. You know, you don't do that. I had him picked. So eye gouging a guy. Yeah. You know. Poor Yuki, Kana, Yuki Nakai back in the day in Valley Tudo, Japan, 98. I know. Listen, this is 96. I think he's 98. A uh, little Japanese fighter. He got eye gouged by this, by this, uh, by this crazy Dutchman, uh, Gerard, uh, who's in the first UFC. Gerard Bebadu. I don't, I don't want to say the wrong guy. There's one guy that <laughs> was uh, famous. No, not him. But you know who I'm talking about. He's, uh, he lost to Hoist Gracie. And he tried to bite Hoist Gracie. That guy was a dirty prick. Oh, you have those moments. You're hungry. Oh, he bit him. He oh. eye gouged the other guy. I mean, what the? What, all he has to do is grab the next guy's balls, and he's batting a thousand. Yeah. Well, in fairness, back in the day, they were allowed to. It was Gerard. Gord- no, they're not allowed Gord- to bite. They're not, not allowed to bite, bite back in Gerard Gordeau. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Well, it sounds kind of like the other name, though. You're who's, close. Who's yeah. the guy that was in the uh... Gerard Depardieu? Okay, he was an actor. Oh, is it way off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Uh, but anyway, I don't know how we got into that. Oh yeah, the the, the people the fade dirty. Yeah. So anyway, I'm happy for Jake Matthews. Good for you. Let's talk about the picks. I know what I did. I picked him second round knockout. I That's picked correct. Lee uh, Jing Long. Yes, you you had Lee Jing Long by uh, third round TKO. I had Jing Long by a decision. It went the other way. And Matt, you had uh, Jake Matthews by second round knockout. You get the point. I only get one nothing. point. Yeah, because you didn't have the round or the, or the the method. Yeah, but I got the guy. You, you guys got the, shit. You, you get the you pick. Yeah. Point. So oh. you're you're two for two right now. Did we all have tied to Ivasa? We did, yes. Uh, Jimmy, me and you had first round knockout, so we got three points for this pick. And Matt, you had him by second round knockout, so you get two points. But oh, oof, tied to Ivasa. He is. He's rough. tough. Yes, he is. He's easy, right? Yeah. What about his tattoos? You like them? No, I don't. Well, why don't you like his tattoo? I don't care for them. No? They look like there's a lot more work to be done. Maybe there is. He's but got some more space. Yeah, that's that. What, what are they called, the guys who get those in, in Australia? Um, I, is it the Maoris? No, Maoris are New Zealand. Oh, okay. I thought Maoris too, but then I'm like, Samoan. no. Maybe Samoan. Yeah, they yeah. might be Samoan. Him and Mark Hunter, Samoan guys? Yeah, okay. and, and definitely Tyson Pedro is the same kind yes. of thing going on. So it's tribal. Can yeah. I just give a, like a nice... Um, Congrats to Ross Pearson on the uh, on the fight pass prelims. You know, yeah. Well, I got to be took honest. Out and uh, you know, I don't and, know if I was necessarily agreeing with that decision, but well, listen to me. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm those ex- are cl- 30, close. 30, 27, One judge that was crazy disagrees with you. I know that's, that's why I meant some of the. You judging. think twenty nine twenty eight is more appropriate? Yeah, I could live with that. I mean, well, I, you I, thought Hirota should have won that? I don't know if he should have won it. I guess it was sometimes the. Uh, Little bias. I'm, I like he that. had a good I, stiff I like left jab. Uh, yeah, he was he was, but uh, his he was getting leg kicked. Uh, I, I couldn't believe. But here's the problem: was uh, What's the problem? I think Hirota was not uh, really taking advantage of the fact that he was buckling with that leg kick. He buckled him twice with it. Well, he really didn't do much more with it. Well, I want to say congrats, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose person. But it was good. We're gonna call James Vick in one second. All right. Um, and what's going on with him? He's fighting Francisco Trinaldo this weekend Ooh. in Austin, Texas. Tai Tuivasa is a brute. That yeah. fucking elbow to that guy's face. He looked just looked stunned. And then he shoved him to the ground. It was a good stoppage. Man, I, oh yeah. How many yeah. and you know what? That, he that Cyril, Cyril, right? Cyril? Cyril Lasker, yeah. Yeah. He definitely looked like game going in. Oh, absolutely. I and mean he then, took a lot of I mean, yeah. holy shit, man. Yeah. That was like that was pretty much a one way beating. Yeah. No? Yeah. Well, uh Cyril Asker is uh, he fought in China and he looked really, really good over a uh, Yuzhang Hu submission win in his last fight. But yeah, I mean, Tyson how many Vasquez fights does Kai have? He's seven and zero now. Oh, seven. What does he have in the UFC? That's his second UFC fight. And how did his first one go again? First round knockout. Yeah, all first round knockouts. Yeah, his wins are all first round knockouts. He is brutal. Uh, his leg kicks are are are. Are, are, are devastating. He's like Mark Hunt in that way. He's like a younger Mark Hunt. Yeah, he trained. I mean, he's training. Yeah, the training part. You think he could get down and wait? Or no? What would he weigh? He weighed, I'm guessing he came in at 263. Well, maybe not. Then. Yeah, no, I mean, he's listed to fight at 265. Ah, he's a big boy. To fight who? Well, I'm just, I mean, I, didn't, I you see some fat there, but he's a big boy. He's he doesn't like, need to. Yeah, he'd have to, lo- I mean, he'd really have to lose a ton of weight. Well, so. listen, hey, I got nothing against, you know, guys who are a little chubby who can kick hey, He's like Mark Hunt. He's like that build. That Samoan build. 
You know, The Rock, I, I heard, had to have lipo because he thought that he was just, he thought his chest, he couldn't get rid of the last bit of like fat. Oh, really? Chest. Yeah. Years ago, and I he, he's Simone, I think. Yeah, yeah. And th- I think it's just a natural build for those guys. They might have a little, I don't know if it's because of the weather or why certain groups of people get like fat layers here or, or whatever. But I think for Simone guys, they just have that. Oh, yeah. And they're all, I mean, that T- Tui Voss is in shape. You know, he looks like he's not in great shape, but he's fucking, you know, yeah, he throws elbows like he's in shape. Yeah. And let's, before we do that, before we go to, uh, 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 James Vick. What uh, Curtis Blades, Mark Hunt? What? Uh, who had that? <laughs> uh, both me and you had Curtis Blades by decision, which turned out to be cop- a good pick. You just copied me. Yeah. That first round, Jimmy. How crazy was I? Yeah. So close. I was rooting for Hunt too. I didn't care about Curtis Blades. I was-, I was going nuts. He had him on ice skates all over the. I'm like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Just don't get up. Oh. But Mark Hunt is just at the age now. Like Brock did it to him. He's just an older guy, and it's harder for him to get up at this point. He did use that underhook in the first round, man, to get up, and I loved it. I'm like, oh, man, is he going to be able to get up now more often? And then we found out he wasn't. But he did get up that one time. I got so excited. I'm like, oh, he's using underhooks. Right. Well, Curtis Blades, I mean, he took him down 10 times, literally. It's a record for Curtis Blades, too. Yeah, he's he's a a dominant wrestler. He showed a lot of improvement. But he had a 10-pound weight advantage, too. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's a a bigger guy than... No, no, no. uh, Hunt. Right, but I'm saying, but Curtis Blades has a bigger reach. Goes, he's but, a taller but listen, guy. this goes. I think somebody asked um, Curtis about this in the post fight. He lost the, his only loss is to Francis. Yep. Doctor Stoppage, yeah. But now, what if, you know, he's seen the last fight with Francis. And uh-huh. now look at his fight just now with Mark Hunt. It's not that Francis might not, you know, Mark, it might not be as easy to get down as, and not that Mark Hunt was, but I mean, he got him down 10 times. He could show that, hey man, that is that is could be a kink in the armor. If oh, he fights 100%. him again, yeah, strategically, he might just, you know, hey, you know, he might really just look to utilize that because who knew at that time it was both their debut, wasn't it? Or am I off um, with that? No, oh, I, 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 I think they both had a few fights. Are like, you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you yeah. sure that was that was both their first? That wasn't his debut in the UFC. I don't think it was. Honestly. Maybe I'm but... listen. But, I've been wrong before. But Curtis, you're right, though, because Curtis comes in at, at rank number nine. Francis is coming off a loss. No, well, but I'd well, be I, asking for that fight, right? Well, I want to see. Well, how many fights did uh, Curtis have in the UFC before he see. fought Francis? Oh, I that was Curtis's first fight in the UFC. Doctor Stoppage, yeah. Why the yeah. fuck? Was that Why does he question me? I don't like it. What? And not only does he question he goes, I am. Probably because you spilled your beverage right. twice. <laughs> Francis had one before that. All right, so so I'm 100 percent correct. 100. So the experience now is 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 quite different. He might be able to take Francis down. Yeah, could he take? If Hunt buckled him, it'd be hard to see if he could take Francis punch. Curtis Blades just he just takes you down. He's a good wrestler. Well, that's, that's I'd be it. asking for Ngannou. That's a good move for him next. But he's also got decent strikes. It's not like he's he's not Ngannou though. Ngannou, they they Stipe showed you how you beat him if you can do it. Yeah, well, it's easier saying. said than done. I'm well, a little that, guy. That, well, that's why. I mean, if he takes a page out of that book, he's shown he has the grappling ability. Yeah, Hala. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Curtis is a bigger guy than Stipe too. So. Got weight on him. Although uh, Ngano is tough, though he has not been beaten, beaten. Like I mean, he's lost decisions, but he has not been tapped or knocked out. So uh, we have James Vick coming up. So I just want to say, me and you both had it. Why don't we just do uh, real quick the main event? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'd rather. I yeah. Okay, we can we could do the picks, but I'd like to talk about it a little we'll bit. Talk, more we want we, we get James on the phone. We'll do we'll do James first. Yeah. Sure. Let's call James okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I don't want to make him wait. And also, we didn't mention. Uh, did we mention the performance? One of the performances of the night. What uh. Is, is, well, it, Jake Matthews Israel, is fighting tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, Israel Adesanya. Adesanya. Yeah. That's Ooh, what I was uh, beat beat uh, Rob Wilkinson. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, he looked. He looked good. But I mean, it was shooting fish in a barrel once Rob got tired. Yeah. You know. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. 
Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus. Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Oh, we got him on the phone. Uh, James, hello. You're talking to Jim and Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. Buddy. What's up, James? Where are you now? Um, uh, I'm actually on the way to get my uh, eye exam done, but I'm, I'm like literally like 0.2 miles away, so I'm about to be parked in the next like 30 seconds. Okay, now an eye exam. This is nothing wrong with your eye. This is just a normal uh, checkup. No, yeah, it's just a normal. Um, basically, we thought that my blood, my my eye exam stuff was good uh, from my last fight because it hasn't been that long since I fought. But then the Texas Commission wanted me. First, we tried to put it. We tried to redo the paperwork and uh, just transfer it over to the Texas Commission's thing. But then I have to redo, redo the whole thing, which is just cost me more money. You know. Oh, they charge you for all those exams. Do what now? You have to pay for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have to pay for our own uh, for our own eye exams and blood work and physicals and everything. Oh wow. Okay. So if they, how about the test? You saw the testing, all that stuff. Do you pay for that too? Um. No. No. We don't. We don't have to pay for that. Oh, okay. So now your eye test, that's just going to make sure that there's nothing, uh, no, no problems. Uh, have you been worried about your eye test before or no? No, I'm not worried. It, this is just standard stuff. It's basically something that should have been done, you know, a month ago. But, but I guess um, we thought that we, we didn't need it done because of the, uh, because of the, the, the previous fight was so, so close. You know, it hadn't been that long. But then I... But then, you know, Texas wanted it different or whatever. So then I was supposed to get it done on Friday, and then I was late because my, I, I didn't. I had to redo my EKG as well, which all turned out good and everything. But I said that it just sucks that I had to redo everything for, for Texas Commission. Uh, you, you got experience with this, though. Now you got to go through the... Uh... Go through the routine. James, I'm reading that you're a blue belt. You don't look... I see you fight, man. You don't look like a blue belt on the floor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What's that about? Are you a sandbagger? I am a sandbagger, <laughs> sir. Yes, I am. Um, uh, the thing is, is um, uh, I, I... You know, my my coach, Master Lloyd Irvin, um, he doesn't really promote if you don't roll gi, and I, I hate the gi. I quit rolling in the gi. I, I probably maybe only rolled in the gi like six months my entire life. Yeah. You just don't and, like I it? Mean, I, I mean, I, go ahead. You just don't like the gi? What What don't you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I just hate the gi. He, I mean, he, he used to always try to get me to roll, and I, just, I, I hate it. I, I just don't enjoy it. I, just, I feel like it's pointless for MMA, and I feel like um, I started this sport later in life than a lot of people, and I don't I don't have time to be learning gi techniques when I can be learning MMA techniques, you know? Yeah, no, I I hear you. I understand where if you're strictly fighting MMA, it might not be the most important thing. But as as like a reason, if you look at it as a, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because sure. I know I'm not trying to convince you, James. But as an old, <laughs> as an old school jujitsu guy, listen. Back when I went in the worlds in '99, uh, I was with your Master Lloyd over. He was with me in Brazil. I remember hanging out with him over there. I seen him over there. So we're both old school jujitsu guys. But as a resistance tool, an athletic guy like yourself <laughs> trying to get from position to position, now guys are able to kind of hold you down and. And uh, it's got different, different um, uh, adv- um, advantages and stuff than just, and there's more to it than just you know the the grips and and the te- and the strangles. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the chokeholds and. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I and I definitely the thing is, is I just well two things is I don't enjoy it. I, so um, 
when people say your 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 gi will make your no gi better, I said, well, it ain't gonna do it for me because you're not gonna get good at something you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, if you don't want <laughs> it. So that's you know, I, and then another thing is, if I here's the thing, if I already knew all the techniques, I would go ahead and probably roll gi because a lot of times you you get the higher uh, belts consistently. You know, they prefer rolling in, in, in gi, so you get sometimes better looks that way. Yeah. But um, uh, it's just I don't have to, I, if I knew the techniques already I would do it but I just feel like I don't have time to learn them and it's hard to to use no grips and try to play no gi in a gi scenario with a high a high rank guy like you're rolling with black belts you know it's hard to not use your grips against them you know yeah now hey listen twelve and one you're doing something right James Vick so don't worry about that gi right now though you don't have to go yeah, out and buy a kimono you do you're doing all right hey, what? I've been, Keep in mind, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time now. I've been doing jiu-jitsu since. Now I wasn't very good, you know, before I I started doing my camps up here with Team Whatever and everything. But I've been doing jiu-jitsu since 2009. I mean, I have nine years of, of jiu-jitsu, you know, and uh, I mean, I've submitted two brown belts in the UFC already, so yeah. I think I'm doing all right. So, J- and James, what what were you doing right before you fought? What job were you, did you have right before you started fighting professionally? I mean, I've worked so many jobs, but um. Uh, I, uh, when I turned pro in MMA, I was working at, uh, 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 uh strip club. And what were you doing there? I was, um, uh, uh, working security and then bar backing. Oh, you are. Okay. So, uh, now were you, were you single? Were you able to go out with the dancers? Oh yeah. I was, yeah, I was single at the time. It was, it was, it was a great time. Back then. Yeah. That is a, is, is that a great job when you're, when you're working in a strip club and you're single? It, you know, it, it, just working in a club in general, and I worked at other clubs, uh, you know, before that. And uh, the what the thing it is that's good is you don't have to like if you're 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 on the come up and you're trying to establish yourself, you have to have a lot of focus on fighting. So you don't have to if you work in a night industry, you're getting obviously you have to have a job to pay the bills, but you don't you don't have to go out to meet people. Right. So on a Friday night, I'm I'm in the club on a Friday night, just like everyone else, but I'm getting paid making my living but i don't have to go out and drink and destroy my body by being dumb like that and i I get to meet people without having to you know meet women without having to go out and spend money or you know drink or and do do stupid stuff you know so it it, it was good in that sense for sure well you're now james you're a lightweight so now were guys a little hesitant to let you throw them out i you know usually guy like that uh you know you're heavyweight they might just go this guy's throwing me out was it a little more take a little more convincing for you yeah, it um uh, uh being tall helped a little bit because I am a really tall lightweight though. But yeah, I'm sure everybody tried to test you and uh, like you know I would get tested more than, than some of the other guys, but it, it always ended up being fun, you know, when when I had to do stuff. So it, I, that that was another perk of the job. So you were already fighting there, and uh, you had you had guys that were uh, occasionally going to throw down. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was actually working there still when I was in the UFC. Because, you know, I was on the, the shitty Ultimate Fighter contract, and um, I had a bunch of injuries, and I ended up having to have shoulder surgery, and I came back, and I, you know, I, I didn't have, I had to, still had to pay my bills, so half the time I've been in the UFC, I, I worked I worked a full-time job. So when you got to throw a guy out for getting handsy or whatever it is guys do when they're drunk, what's your move? What do you say? What, how do you approach the guy? Do you go, you got to get the fuck out, or do you go, hey, sir, we're going to have to ask you to come talk to us? What's, what's your approach? It just depends on how fast the scenario plays out. Usually you're always like, you know, hey, hey sir, can, can we talk to you outside? And you try to act like you want to talk to them. And then the smart ones will realize they're getting thrown out. And then the dumb ones will just walk outside. And then you're like, okay, you're not coming back in. And then sometimes you're in the middle of breaking stuff up or whatever. And I always, if I try to talk to the guy and he's like, I ain't going nowhere, I would always, I, what I would do is I would try to turn him real quick and I would grab a rear naked choke and then he would fight that until he realized, you know, he wasn't getting out and about to go to sleep. So he would quit fighting. And then I would switch it to a, to a, like a, a wrestling headlock, like a bulldog choke almost. And then I would walk him out, out. out. And that was, that was my go-to move as far as you don't want to, you don't want to break, you know, uh, a bunch of tables. You don't want to knock a bunch of people's drinks over trying to get someone out. So that was my go-to move. And then I could always, with the long ones I have, I could always just bulldog choke them to sleep. If, if they try to, like I had one guy, I did that, and then he tried to lift, like lift me up when I had him in the bulldog choke, and I just choked him out. And then my my partner grabbed his legs, and nobody even knew he was a slink until we got him outside. <laughs> wow, what a, this guy's choking you out to try to pick him up is not the move. 
Hey, you ever yeah, catch a guy? Wha- you, ever, you ever catch a guy whacking off? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so I guess Jimmy didn't visit your yeah, strip that, club look, at all. That's why I don't go. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> if Jimmy shows up with sweatpants on, don't let him in. <laughs> yeah, my UFC shirt. You're like, oh fuck, he's a fan. Hey, did you? Hey, James, it might be before your time. Did you ever see the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? That was that, yes, sir. That was my uh, favorite movie growing up. Yes. Oh, look. Did that motive? Did that kind of want make put you in the direction to be a bouncer or not even? <laughs> not at all. Um. Uh, kind of, honestly, kind of a little bit as cheesy as it sounds, but also it's just you know back back and uh, this you you know because you came up. I mean, even before me, yeah. back when you were coming up, a lot of the jobs you know for fighters was security jobs because. Um, now these fighters got it made nowadays because they have Uber. Like you can just Uber and you're not going to get rich, but you can make enough money to train full time as a full time fighter. That's you know that's pretty much the secret now. If if, if people are, aren't doing that, then they definitely should be. Is you you know you could Uber, but back then there wasn't Uber didn't exist. So you know you had to if you wanted to train more, you had to you had to work security jobs at nighttime. It's true. Yeah. It's true, Jimmy. Before Henzo gave me a job, I was doing all night security. But I was like in a booth. Right, right, right. I can't work in a club. I'm too short. I don't have height like James Vick. I'm 5'6". <laughs> How tall are you, James? Do I'm 6'3". Oh, 6'3". Okay, well, that's tall. Yeah, I'm up to his groin. That's weird. I can't tell guys to get out of the club. They, <laughs> they'll be testing me, Jimmy. Probably. What did you do in an oil field? Um, man, I worked at several different jobs. Um, uh, I worked, uh, I did roustabout. Basically, we just connect. Uh, all the stuff up to the to the well where before the dri- the uh, the rig comes in and the people um, the 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 actual people come in and drill and you know get the oil and everything out and just uh, did that and I worked at a, a hydro testing company where we would we worked on these big vessels for the oil field and we would um, they would weld them and then we'd pump them full of water and you know, tighten everything up and check it and make sure there's no leaks on it and stuff like that. And then I worked at a painting and sandblasting company where we basically sandblasted and painted uh, oil field equipment as well. So do you ever go out into the, uh, you know, those, uh, those, those ocean uh, platforms they have where they're out in the middle of the water drilling for oil. Did you ever work on one of those? No, that's the people that, that actually work on the rig. I, I never worked actually on it, um, uh, but they make really great money though. Hey, did you see? Did you see? Let there be blood. Is that what it's called? Let there be blood. There will be blood. There will be blood. I haven't. I haven't saw it. Oh, it's great! It's fucking Daniel Day Lewis about Every, a guy working. He owns, runs, who discovers oil or some shit. Everybody says it's so good. I can't. I can't get myself to watch. He's that. a weird guy, Daniel Day Lewis. He takes weird roles. It was a good one. <laughs> no, were you a fan of the show Dallas? Sorry, I'm just asking you fucking oil field questions. Now. <laughs> I'm asking about Roadhouse. Yo, uh, James. Now, does it make a difference where you fight? Are you excited that this Sunday on the uh, February 18th you're gonna be fighting in your home state of Texas? Yeah, for sure. I mean, who 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 doesn't want to fight at home? I mean, I, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be at home, and uh, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, it's only about three hours from my house, and you know, three hours might seem far to some people, but in Texas, that that's not that far because it's such a big state. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be home. Uh, I love fighting at home. Where Where are you from in Texas? I'm from uh, Fort Worth, which is like 30 minutes from Dallas. Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, okay, so when you were a kid growing up, did you say I want to fight for a living, or you had no idea what you wanted to do? Well, actually, growing up, I grew up in a town about two and a half hours outside of Fort Worth, and there's a little country town, and I wanted to be a basketball player. And I uh, went, uh, you know, I played. I was, you know, uh, all-state basketball player, district MVP, and then I went and uh, played in college for a semester, and then I got in a fight and got kicked off the team. Oh, okay. So when you now, when you're starting out, when you're that young, are you like, I'm a pretty tall guy, and then you realize, oh, I'm tall for this area? Yeah, yeah, and then you just realize, at some point you're like, no matter how hard I train, because there's, it's, you know, these guys, it's not like fighting. That's the beauty of combat sports is there's weight classes. You know, at some point you realize, you know, I'm not, I'm not six foot eight and I, I don't have a 40 inch vertical. And, you know, just you, there was a limit, no matter how much you trained, you know, that, that just wasn't basically wasn't in my destiny, you know? And did we say he's fighting uh, Francisco Trinaldo? It's the main card, uh, UFC fight night, Austin, of course, Sunday at nine on FS1. And, uh, you know, there's some amazing fights. Your division is, is extremely stacked. Uh, what do you think about Ferguson Khabib happening um, uh, for the title? Um, uh, it, it, you know, it's a good fight. I think that Khabib wins. I think he, he, I think he should win decently easy because I think Tony Ferguson, um, his problem is he, in fights, I think he accepts being on his back too much. He's too confident in his 
his elbows from the bottom. He's too confident in his rubber guard, and he's phenomenal at all those things. You know, he's he's great at them. But I think that Khabib's pressure and you know, I think the, if he wins, honestly, I mean, if Khabib loses, I think it's because Tony Ferguson potentially cuts him or something from the bottom. Tony Ferguson, I think he just instead of people can. This is what people don't understand. And uh, when they see Khabib and they act like he's just some superhero or some shit, people can get up from him when he takes him down. I mean, maybe Barbosa didn't do it, but I mean, he fought Abel Trujillo. Abel Trujillo, you know, he got 21 takedowns, and they're like, "Oh my God, he got 21 takedowns." Well, I saw a dude get up 21 times. Right. You know, he. You know, what I'm saying the people can get up. You know, um, uh, people. But the problem with Tony Ferguson is, is, is like he don't even try to get up in fights, and he's been held down. Danny Castillo held him down. You know, he got mounted by uh, uh, Kevin Lee. He accepts being on his back. You know, um. Uh, uh, a lot of these guys. I mean, you do, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's going to be easy to get up from Khabib, but I guarantee you, he can't hold me down for no fucking for no fucking five rounds. And, and I guarantee you, I'll get up. Well, you if know, I get my back on that cage, I, there ain't nobody holding me down. It's funny, James. The same point you raised about uh, Tony uh, getting mounted by Kevin Lee. Matt Matt had raised that point uh, a couple of weeks ago too. So yeah, I guess that does say something. But do you think Ferguson? I mean, if everybody else seems to be saying that, he he will probably try to avoid being on his back. Or do you think that he's cocky enough or confident enough that he will go on his back? No, I don't think. Well, the thing is, is, is I'm not unrealistic uh, of how good Khabib is either. Um, he's not going to vo- be able to stop the takedown. Right. He, th- that's the thing. I'm, I, I'm not saying that he's going to go in there and voluntarily pull guard, but he ain't stopping the takedown. So when, what I'm saying is once he gets down, he's, then he's going he's gonna to be uh, he's going to be okay with being on his back like he is every other fight. And Khabib's pressure, obviously, is going to be hard for him to get up anyway. You know, it's not easy, but people have done it, you know, multiple times. It's just um, he's going to accept it, and then and then he's either going to, you know, get beat up on the ground for, from accepting that, or, you know, he's going to he's going to be down a couple rounds, and then in the third, third, fourth, fifth round, whatever, he's going to have to put it on strong if he wants to win. Now, uh, do you think, uh, obviously, you're right number 12 right now. Do you think a win puts you in the top 10? I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I just think that um, uh, the. I mean, I don't. I don't get these fucking rankings, man. It don't even make sense. Um, uh, I think I should. I think I should be ranked there, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, uh, I, ho- I hope so. Well, you're on a three uh, three fight win streak. Uh, uh, so good luck, buddy. It, it, that fight is this Sunday night because of President's Day on Monday. So many of us have off. They're doing uh, fight night from Austin on Sunday night, nine o'clock. Eastern Time on FS1. So good luck, James. Uh, it was really good talking to you, okay? Yeah, James. Good luck, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care, bro. Later. Yeah, man. Thank you. Listen. Interesting life. I, I, I would love those guys. They always have these interesting gigs before they fight. He's a little, he's a little peeved. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah, you know, there should be a little more talk about James Vick. I, I'm glad I we're agree. talking about him. I so like James I. Vick a lot. I do, too. Who are you? You know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast but we don't know anything about you. The folks who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who's listening. So if you have two minutes, and it really does only take two minutes, help us make the show an even better experience by telling us more about yourself. You go to Listener Q, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q dot com slash unfiltered and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. At least we hope we'd love to hear it. And as a thank you, you'll be entered into the drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash unfiltered. That's ListenerQ.com slash unfiltered. Hey, uh, so what we we get to do the main event here. Let's, oh, I know you guys want to jump over the main event. I want to talk about the mo- most awkward moment in the, the whole night. Right after, is right after the. Main Wait, do you event. mean the forty-five minute nose-to-nose discussion? What was Dude, wrong with that? What? Dude, <laughs> how Christ. was how how much did Luke look like he wanted to be anywhere on Earth? The last thing you want after being he, beaten up is the man to kiss your cheek. But he had yeah. him pinned up against the thing, and Luke's just looking everywhere but him, and or even I mean, he's just like, I mean, he why couldn't somebody save him? Get him the. Fuck well, he was probably saying nice stuff to him. Of course, but. You don't want a guy that, you, of course. Oh, I knocked my thing out. Again. Oh no, I made it so lower. Sorry. You don't want a guy. You don't want to be a guy. You don't, you just got your lights put out. Your dreams crushed. 
And then you got the guy pinned you up against the cage and he's kissing you and telling you all these that you want to get this. Could somebody be like, oh, yo, good, good fight. And he, uh, he, you know, by the way, uh, all came in 2.7 pounds over. And I think that's the first time Romero's ever missed weight. He did take the fight on late notice. He was apologetic. But if he had come in at 186, he still would have been considered making weight, right? So it's technically 1.7 over. Well, no, he would have been over because you have to be on weight for a championship fight. You oh, for the championship, so you can't you be the opponent. Right. So t- if this was just pound. a regular fight, he would have been a pound. Oh, I see. Okay, I didn't over. realize that. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, he came in 2-7 over. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, 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 lesser analysts uh, probably didn't pick this one right. Uh, yeah, Who well, picked that, what? What'd you pick? So, you pick so Jim Norton, who's obviously a great fight analyst, god damn it, uh, had Yoel Romero by second round KO, went into the third. I thought I had third round. You had the second round. But, okay, you got the two points for it. Uh, Matt had Luke Rockhold, third round knockout, and I had Luke Rockhold, fourth Wait, round. Wait, hold submission. on, hold on, hold on. So I won by a point. Wait, hold on. Yeah. I said by fourth round, uh, no, did you I say fourth third round, round KO? KO? Okay. I yeah. picked him by third round when I was at Matt's house, though. Right. I, I told, uh, I was talking to Drago, and I said it's going to be a third round well, knockout. You're just telling the guy that if, that that you know can't can relate the message to anybody. No, oh, here's what it was. Because Drago's his like, explosiveness, um, and, and I figured that uh, he does that little thing where he lulls you to sleep. Right. And I, after Rockhold got knocked out by Bisping, not that Bisping doesn't punch hard, but I'm like, he has been put to sleep before. Yeah. Uh, it is possible. What I noticed was very unusual is that Yoel's doing like, a lot of things wrong, but effective for some reason. Like in what other do you words, think he's doing wrong? Well, all right. For instance, I was really concerned because of the height, similar to say Jones versus DC, where they say about that head kick and Luke's at that height and he has a very nice uh, uh, high kick. I'm like, man, I want to see that thing start whipping up. And he was he was being pretty effective on the leg, but it was didn't seem like it was. And I, it ended up really hurting him or bruising him, but right. it you didn't see too much if it's slowing him down during the fight, but those high kicks, it's a big no-no. A bit, you do not try to block a high kick with your forearm. You'll break your forearm. Liddell, uh, Rich Franklin. Yeah, I mean, it just you just don't Rich Franklin's do that. Forearm I've, t- I've done that before. I've took it where I'm like, yo, with, with a shin pad on, and Longo's like, yo, don't do that again. <laughs> just get, you gotta move with it. You gotta, you know, put the other hand up to help reinforce it, but you gotta move. You can't be taking the blunt of that. Uh, and... He was just throwing his arm up, like deflecting, deflecting yeah. these kicks. It was like jamming him up where nothing was, and then nothing was hurting him. And then even when Luke sometimes did like a double jab to a left hand or a right hand, well, I got, well, I got to see where it was, but he landed right and nothing. I mean, I'm like either Luke's not hitting too hard, but he's or else this guy could just take it and he's not getting, he's not giving him anything to slow him down, yeah. anything to worry about, anything to stress him out. Plus. When you think about Luke with the takedowns, it's usually after he gets a guy hurt or uh, he follows a guy down like he did with Machida and he gets on top, he's a problem. There was not even a threat at all. Everything was getting decided on its feet, on on the feet, and he wasn't being effective on the feet, that too effective. And man, I, I and then you all just walking him down and you saw him looking, throwing some overhands out. I'm like, man, that's not going to land. It's kind of from Guam. But then he started finding his range. Yes, he did. And he had a few of those blitzes. He's smart. He does like an interval. Yeah. He's like, learned I, like, how to for, to pace himself for five rounds. Like smart. he'll he'll like you like oh man he's looking like, he'll, maybe he'll punch himself out and then he'll back off when he doesn't get he knows he doesn't have them. Right. And and Luke was allowing him to get his, his wits back, well, allowing him to dance. Let me ask you a question. Maybe you know the answer to this. What happened to Yo? Did Yoel hurt himself jumping off the cage after he won? Because he was literally being held up on one foot and sitting. And I'm like, that wasn't just from the kicks. Or did the adrenaline dump happen and then all of a sudden he realized how bad he was hurt? So I think it was the adrenaline dump had a lot to do with it. I mean, he could have definitely hurt himself jumping off they the said cage. It was, by the way, they said it was a shin bruise. They said it was... Uh, yeah, he, Yoel had said that it was broken after the fight. And then his manager was like, no, no, no. Like, he went to the hospital. It's not broken. broken yeah. But he... if you, I actually saw something. I think FS1... Uh, or you know, Fox Sports tweeted. He meant his English at, was broken at the way. Yeah, <laughs> at the weigh-ins, um, Romero didn't put any weight on that leg when he was coming down the steps off the stage. He kind of like you know when you you like so brace he was hurt before that leg. Yeah, he probably came in with something, nursing something, which you know is surprising that Luke wasn't able was, to exploit. Maybe I was looking too into it, but when you see him go to pull him away, uh-huh. look at his leg when he's pulled away. Unless it's a different leg. I uh-huh. mean, it looked like it was the buckled a little bit. 
Pulled away. Yeah, I mean, he's got something. Could you put the finish on? Pulled away at the end. Yeah. Watch his watch his leg. Maybe maybe it was already because he couldn't put weight on it or something. But get to the very end. Not Tyson Pedro. That's the wrong fight, Chris. <laughs> He's getting to it. Where is it? Oh, no, that's the video game. You we have a little bit of news we got to get to. Oh, I like news. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got to go to the next one. While time. Chris oh, is well, looking. Well, wait, actually, I'm just going back sure. to the um, the Romero-Rockle fight. It surprises me that after Whitaker beat um, Romero using push kicks. I mean, the fourth and fifth round, all he did was push kick him, keep him off balance, didn't let him step back and recharge. I was really surprised that Luke, he used it a couple of Luke times. Luke was throwing some of those kicks to the midsection. Some, but, he, but, he, right. but like Matt said, you, he let Romero back up, retool, and then come with the, the explosive shots, you know? He come in with those, like, in like a blitz. Yeah. You know, like a little raging. Romero ball. does that weird little dance thing on the eye. He's very fluid. Ooh, He's very, he moves very well. I love you, Jim Norton. Yeah, he has a voice. You expect him to have an Anderson Silver voice. No, he's yeah. I want to go. You know that soft, gentle voice. Then he kicks you in the teeth. Oh man, people, people were brutal with Lot Rockhold though. Why? They think he's cocky. They were happy that he got stopped. He's just a confident guy. I mean, I think that that goes into it when you're saying that he might be cocky a little. Uh, Maybe, but but it's fun. That's what makes it fun. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And he's great. It really is this explosiveness. This all of a sudden. Let me see here. So we're watching the very end. This is 320. He's moving. Yeah. Oh, see it, he goes it, it is amazing, right? There's like no it. hint of Boom. it. Boom. Oh, man. And I watched. See That's that a like brutal that? shot. Oh, all right. Remember yes. Him? little stutter step yeah. there. It looked oh. like, but he's running there. He's running. He looks like he's okay running. Jumps up on the cage. He looks okay there. Yeah. The adrenaline's probably Waving at the gang. Hello. That he's happy. He's making low. making he's, muscles. He his best Chuck let's Liddell. see when he jumps off. That was a Liddell. Was a Liddell. Now let's see if there's a camera there. Nope, they're on Rockhold now. Man. And then the next thing you know, they go to Romero and he's fucking uh there he's Already yeah, awkward so in three, uh, two, one. All right, now they're face to face. Rockhold's he kissed them. Yeah, I, I mean Rockhold was just out like a second. Yeah, so he's not even really like with it. He's now. being very. He's being. Oh, uh, this is this is this gets a little awkward now. Yeah, it's all it's a now long. He's still talking to him. He's saying he loves you. He started by the way when our podcast started. He's been talking to him since then. <laughs> it's an hour yeah. and eight minutes already. Somebody and he kissed him again. And now he's limping. Oh, you can see him limping. Man. Yeah. Now he's limping. Now that's rough, man. I'll tell that's you. one of the greatest knockouts I've ever seen. That. He he literally knocked him off his feet into. Oh, that's. Oh man! I mean, this this people are like oh he'll be back better than ever. I mean, this could shorten a career, man. Who said he's been back better than ever? I think not to be a dick. I think Alistair Overeem. It was Overeem, yeah. I mean, listen. oh okay. Overeem posted actually a really nice thing about fighters and yeah. I mean, they get knocked out sometimes. It, yeah. It's listen. It's a it was just a, pr- a pretty knockout. Ngannou's knockout of Overeem is a pretty knockout. Like sometimes you see fights that are a little awkward. But those are knockouts. Like when you're a kid and you picture yourself knocking a motherfucker out, yeah. that's how you picture doing it. Oh, yeah. The way Ngannou knocked him out, that's the way you picture doing it. It's just one of those. You know, it's like uh, you know the way fucking Foreman beat Frazier. That's how you picture beating a guy up. Yeah, Tyson right. knocked people out the way you picture it. I, I was just really surprised though that I, I think Rockhold. You know, obviously it's easier after the fight, but I thought he—I thought he would have kept a little bit of a higher pace and kind of pushed Romero, yeah, just a little bit more. But I think maybe you should place a call to him. I am. I'm going to give him a call and let him know what I thought. <laughs> well, Dana continued his criticism of Mario Yamasaki. What? Was, this wait, was wait, more since the- uh, worse. <laughs> I think I don't know what happened. I think Mario might have uh, something happened because Dana. Dana, what, I wasn't sure what he was trying to say. He said. Uh, I think he's disgusting, and I never want to see him refing ever again. She didn't tap, and that's the thing. The reality is when you're a fighter, and it's one of the reasons this sport is as big as it is, because most of you guys don't tap. Most of you guys stay in there, and she did fight like a warrior. For that idiot to say he gave her the opportunity to be a warrior. No, no, you moron. You're in there to protect her from herself. He makes me sick. That guy has no business refing fights, and I promise you, you're never going to see him again. Oh, my goodness. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the big news uh, for the card. Um, the Now the new main event, since uh, Max Holloway had to pull out, uh, Edgar Holloway is not happening. Edgar against Brian Ortega, which oh, they had rumored, wow. is now the co-main event right. of the evening. Uh, 12-0, I think, Ortega is. 13, I think. 13, yeah. uh, uh, sorry, Chris. And, and for Frankie Edgar to take... Anyone that doesn't think Frankie Edgar is a psychopath, he has... Everything to lose because he is in line for the fucking championship fight and he's taking this fight. 
Frankie it, Edgar, I, I know it's money, and I, but they, there's no way. I said maybe they guaranteed him, hey, look, you're next regardless of what happens. But if he gets beaten up badly or choked in the first, they can't because the people in San Ortega deserves a shot. Right. So maybe they said, look, if you win, you got the title shot. If you lose to Ortega, Ortega gets the next one, and then you're after him. They might have guaranteed him something like that. I don't know what what makes Frankie take this fight. Well, Fra- yeah, Frankie. This is the thing about Frankie. Everybody talks about how tough he is, yeah, um, and how skilled he is, which he and he's both, and then some. But he's very, very intelligent fighter. He's a very intelligent fighter. Um, you look at his fight versus um, uh, what is it? Is it Charles Oliveira? Is that who it is? Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I saying it right? Now I'm just, I'm pointing him out because he's a. Um, a tall, lanky gentleman, <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> but he's a very uh, dangerous. Um, he's he's good, sta- very good standing up. Mm-hmm. But he's also very skilled in Brazilian jiu jitsu, and uh, and a guy that he can latch onto things from anywhere. Yep. I mean, Ortega's sh- been showing that he has a, a um, insane guillotine, where it wraps around your neck, you're almost done. Yeah, yeah you're done pretty yeah. much. But you know, but but who's his last one? Cub Swanson. He's yeah. seen. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, Ortega hasn't fought anybody with kind of the likes of um, Frankie Edgar because yeah. who really is like Frankie? But Frankie has fought guys dangerous everywhere from from Yair uh, sure. uh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez to um, like I just said Charles Oliveira. These are all the different Jose Aldo. He's fought types. everyone who can he, do anything. Well, he, fought, he has the most. Listen, he literally has the most experience out of everybody. Most time put in in, in the, the octagon. octagon. Most most right. octagon hours in and history. He, yeah. and he figures out these puzzles and 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 there's times where you're like, man, that that's a hard matchup for him. But he, or, but it's really. I mean, even when he when he first started getting known, I fought on the same card. He fought Sean Shirk. Nobody thought he was going to beat Sean Shirk, and he beat Sean Shirk. And I remember that night going, you know, Dana was like, yo, if anybody would have said that. Because uh, Sean Shirk was a former champ, and, yeah. and and Frankie was just getting on the scene. And if you look at them both, Sean looks like a little Sean Shirk looks like a little like like uh, like like rock, like like little like solid dwarf gnome, like <laughs> yeah, like muscle bound, like L- literally the muscle yes. shark. Yeah, the muscle yeah. shark. <laughs> and Frankie's you know an in shape dude, you know, but Frankie just fought him so intelligently, and that was back then. So I mean. I think that or this is a, this is a, a tall order for uh, Ortega, but if again, I mean, you beat you beat Frankie Edgar. I mean, holy. Is God. there anyone that take who takes Frankie Edgar lightly? Like no. no one. He's not a good matchup for anyone. No one is happy because he can do everything. No, you can never go in against Frankie and think like, well, maybe I'll get him out of there early. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're in there for 25 minutes. It's going to be ugly. Three minutes into it, you're going to think you're fucking destroying him. He's going to be a bloody mess, and then he's happy. That's how it is. And then in round two, he starts kicking the shit out of you. It's really an ugly 25-minute experience. Uh, But I mean, but... but And this is only three rounds also, keep in mind. All right, the Colme. What is Frankie's record? Is he like 21 and five or something? I'm guessing completely. Uh, Frankie is 22, 5, and 1. Okay. Um, what was, it, what was his stood. one? The one is the uh, the draw with Gray Maynard. Oh, Gray Maynard, right. So, they fought uh, three times, right? Uh, yes. 1-1-1. One, 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 one. Yep. Well, guys come and go and this and that, but Frankie's got legs, man. <laughs> he's been in the game a while. 35 years old, I think. He's, just been, he's been kicking ass, man, for a long time. Maybe he just doesn't want to train and not fight, and maybe Max is out longer than we think. Matt might be out for four. Max might be out for four months. I don't know. I to me, it seems like for Frankie to want to take this fight, he must know. Like in his head, he he must have a very solid game plan. Like, but it doesn't matter because now you have to fight. He must know Max is going to be out for a little while. But you got to also uh-huh. understand, I mean, his fight before got canceled because he got injured. Right. Now, and that's a long time out, man. Right. He's got as many kids as me. Oh, he wants to hear. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying. Who knows? I'm just saying, you know, he's a, he's a warrior. That's what he does. And um, I don't know. Uh, Yana Kunitskaya? Kunitskaya. Kunitskaya, sorry. Yeah. Uh, will be fighting <gasps> Chris Cyborg for the featherweight title. Ooh. And, uh, you know, she's an Invicta FC uh Bantamweight champion. Yeah. So um, Cyborg is fighting again on the car. After a decision, uh, she just fought five rounds with Holly. Yeah. So uh, for her to come back uh, pretty soon, she must not feel like she was hurt at all. Right. And uh, it's, I guess they want a title fight as the uh, as the main event. Yeah, why not? I mean, respect to Cyborg for coming back after the end of the year sure. fight. And uh, Kunitskaya is moving up. Obviously, she's fought at Featherweight, yeah. uh, I think, once or twice. But she was the Bantamweight uh, champion in Victor. Fought Tanya Avenger twice. So, you know. 
It's uh, but this is a pretty solid card now. Especially Sean O'Malley, Andre Sukumtut's very tough. Struve, Arlovsky, Kat Zingano, we talked to. Yay, Kat. I feel like I fucking stink like coffee now. Sorry, you probably did. You spilled it on yourself. I've spilled worse fluids on myself. By the way, just to wrap up our pick, we, we all we all had actually a pretty good event. So, Jim, you went four. I won by five. one. Yeah, I beat you by one. You had twelve out of fifteen points, which that's very... yeah. But I'm a. What do you think my nickname is? Fucking point machine. Point machine, Jim Norton. Right. Right. Uh, Matt, you went three for five, four out of fifteen points. Fuck. And I went three for five, eleven out of fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy says humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I had Jake Matthews' back. You did. Humiliating. That's right, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we wrap up here, let me say this about... Uh, what else? Uh, Tyron Woodley had hinted on Twitter that he might be fighting. Uh, he said, I think that fight will happen. I think it will happen this year about Nate Diaz. And Dana wasn't sure. So he said... Uh, Woodley's full of shit. <laughs> that fight was never made. You couldn't be more wrong. He couldn't be more full of shit. Oh and it's God. absolutely not true. It's so not true that our lawyer hit him up today and said he needs to stop saying these kind of things because it's absolutely not true. Boy, Dana was not in a fucking mince words mood. No. <laughs> I was so, so he full, said he's of full of shit. <laughs> That doesn't make sense, though, anyway. Yes. I mean, it'd, no, be, it'd be an interesting fight RDA. to see Nate fight him, but, but RDA's earned that shot, yes. in my mind, you know? He's earned the title shot. And Nate's not a welterweight. <laughs> that is, I mean... Well, that's what they were saying. He's I think true Woodley's yeah. looking for just anything with um, a big pay-per-view. He just wants to, obviously. But, I sure. mean, that's what he wants. There's fights but in why? But first of all, RDA's going to be... Would be yeah. Uh, why? I think that's what that was, what we what everybody was talking about. That's what Dana's right? saying. I mean, Dana's like, that's the fight that makes that's sense. That's the one obviously. I want to see. Yeah. He's probably just going for a money well, shot. Well, there's no way that's going to be a boring fight. No. RDA versus Woodley. How is that boring? Woodley may say think that RDA is a, more of a problem. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's that Woodley's a, a like... You know, concerned necessarily more one over the other. Nate's a bigger name, and he probably a bigger name. That, you know, it's a bigger uh, payday, but that's going to be a great fight. So that could put... Woodley over more just having a great performance against RDA. When was this fight announced? Uh, David Branch versus Thiago Santos. Very oh. recently. Last, you know, week or whatever. Yes. So. And that's going to be um, at a UFC fight night in Atlantic City. Saturday, April 21st. Yep. Um, I got some fighters on that card. You do? Yeah, there's Aljo. one right under that, actually. Oh, who's that? Aljo oh. Brett Jones. Funkmaster fighting Brett Jones. Uh, Johns. Brett Johns. Johns Jones. Johns, the pikey. Johns. Brett Johns. That's yeah, a got, very he, interesting fight. Well, he got a nice uh, calf slice on um, Joe Soto in his last fight. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, yeah. That's got a potential for a very, uh, to make a very, uh, very um, ex- fight at night. It could be. Yep. Um, I mean, Aljo, I've been seeing a lot of Aljo lately, and he is the funk master, man. Yes, he is. Oh, man. He's Indeed, great. he is. He's, uh, and I like the uh, David Branch, uh, Thiago Santos fight. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that is interesting to make though, because Thiago is going. What's going to? He's on a bit of a streak. Yeah, I think that's four knockouts and, in a row. David just Branch is coming off a hard time. Yeah, against uh, Rockhold. Against who Rockhold. did? Uh, who did he just knock out, Santos? Um, Anthony Smith. Well, oh, Branch yeah. was matched up against Romero. That was going to be his next fight. Oh, but right. then Romero stepped oh. up to fill in for Whitaker. Well, you uh, got to give Branch that much, man. He's not oh, fucking yeah. turning down those fights. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, Santos is on a, he's a steamroller right now, so we'll see what happens. That's what, and this is another one on that uh, Atlantic City Yeah, this card. is all they say. Yeah. Oh, it's April 21st is uh, Corey, Corey Anderson, Corey Anderson versus fight. Patrick Cummins. What's yeah. the main event? Is that it? Uh, no, nothing yet. They're still working on the career. Number six against number eight. Uh, light heavyweight fight. That's a, that's a great matchup, too. Yeah. Well, right, Jimmy, well, I mean, listen, man. Thanks for coming over the other night. I yeah, loved it. Thank you for I having me. This, fun time. I really did. The Sarahs are a d- delightful family. Thank it was a fun so time. Appreciate it. You know, I got my kids sick now. I was, I was hoping to go to teach tonight, but, you know, there's a flu going around, man. I got I got to take care of business. My wife's all nervous. I'm sure she'll be all right. But uh, what else, guys? Anything else? Is this it? We'll see you it's in always, It's always sad to say goodbye, but I will see you it's soon. It's always sad to say goodbye. Well, now you're making it easier. <laughs> That's my song. <laughs> All right. From now on, we close that way? I, I was going to say, we're looking for a close. I think How about this? It's always sad to say goodbye. Goodbye. Not that song.